Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Casting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show, presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 1057, and 939 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And we are back here, 939 The Ville, ESPN 680, 1057, as we roll along here uh, with you this morning. Uh, hanging out uh, with you, we'll have the, uh, the Louisville game tonight coming your way. Uh, uh, at uh, 7 o'clock, so pregame at 5.30 on 93.9. Women in action tomorrow night. They'll play Pittsburgh, so we'll have that for you. Uh, and we got Bellarmine tonight or tomorrow. Let me check uh, memory here. We have uh, Bellarmine tomorrow against North Alabama at 8.30. We'll have that one for you. So, And, of course, all of the NFL playoffs. We'll have them all, all week and long. Check you. Check 93.9. Check he has. It'll be on one of the two. You know, we got Louisville games, obviously, that are on 93.9. And then, um, although we got that early. That NC State game is early on Saturday. So, uh, then we'll have uh, Texans-Browns at 4 o'clock. So, we'll uh, probably join that after the uh, the postgame show. And then Chiefs-Dolphins. You'll hear it here on both stations. You'll have to, if you want to watch it, you have to uh, buy Peacock. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not buying Peacock. That's $6 a month. You're going to do a bourbon tasting on a Wednesday, no, but we're you're going, not spending. Uh, we're going uh, out. We're going out. We're going out to dinner. So maybe the place where we have it. The, the we'll finest have it meats and cheeses. But uh, by, by God, no, we will not have the the, the, uh, the the premier game, frankly, of this round. It is. It is. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe they'll have it on TV where I'm in. So I have to sign up for Peacock. Doubtful. Most sports bar Indiana was on Peacock stink. last night. Indiana uh, basketball was on Peacock last night. Indiana Wreckers? Yeah, so, you, you yeah, guys really? don't have Peacock for the English Premier League soccer? No, no. I don't, Chase. Sorry, I know, Chase. I know, Sorry, I know, bro. Um, I know that's the world's most uh, you know popular game, just it, not in America. Yeah. And I know it's your sport, but it's just not. The Premier League actually it, it does get very good ratings, yeah. but I digress. You yes. know, when we get back into Lou City games, we'll probably just have you talk to Milby. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> like he'll be we'll like you'll, you'll ask yeah. more intelligent questions than we can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely uh, ask some. So as we have, uh, so Jared, Jared is with us. I have, I was on a good streak of asking him the day before if he could you know do a segment with us. I mean, you're on Central Time anyway. This is probably a better time slot. So you don't have to wake up for us. Yeah, it probably is. Plus, I stayed up late last night watching The Sopranos. Hmm. Started binging that on HBO Max, so I I went to bed way too late. Oh, I, I just figured, you know, when I saw Vrabel got canned, I'm like, oh, Jared, Jared's day's done. This is simple. Well, I mean, I had a really long day, but that's why I needed to wind down and watch The Sopranos until like 1 a.m. last night. Uh, yeah, you know, crazy stuff around here. I wasn't surprised by it. I actually was the only person in the local media who had any info like leading up to the firing. And I went on the air on Monday and I was like, I do not expect 
Mike Vrabel to be the coach in 2024. Wow. I didn't expect a trade. I expected him to be fired. Um, I I am not, uh, you know, I turn on the TV and I hear everybody talk about how the Titans just fired Don Shula. And I, <laughs> I'm not completely convinced that that's the case. Though I did think Vrabel was the best coach in the league two years ago. But yeah. there's too many little issues with the coaching staff and things like that that um, – I think that, you know, we're problems, and, and ultimately I don't have a problem with them firing Vrabel. I do have a problem with the general manager they have, like the Kenny Payne of general managers. I mean, it's abundantly clear right away this guy has no clue, mm. um, and he's going to be leading a search for a coach, which means he's going to sign somebody to a four-year, six-year contract, and then the cycle will continue of, well, one year we blame the GM, and then the next year we blame the coach, and feel like this was a good opportunity for them to uh, blow it all up and start over, but I guess they've decided that uh, they're too good for that, so we'll see. But are they um, – I mean, is Levis a franchise quarterback, do you think? I have no idea. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the thing about, you know, the young quarterback is that – I mean, it, it's really difficult to figure that out. I mean, with Levis, he's got a ton of talent, but the problem is is he makes too many boneheaded decisions and he gets hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. And in each – part of it i mean there can be an argument that well levis uh you know he's not gonna he's only making boneheaded decisions because he's a young quarterback and i'm like maybe but some of these guys never grow out of their boneheaded decision making jay cutler never grew out of the bonehead decision right uh josh allen you know as for as good as he is and he is freaking good makes a lot of boneheaded decisions and so he's in his like seventh year in the league. So I don't think Josh Allen is ever really growing out of that. And then on the injury front, I think the argument could be, well, Kentucky and Tennessee the last two years combined to have the worst offensive lines in both SEC and NFL history, which is probably true, but that doesn't stop the fact that he's been consistently hurt. And it's hard to be a franchise quarterback if you can't stay healthy. So it's, uh, you know, again, the answer on Levis is we'll see. I don't know. And I'm, I'm not sure that this move hurts Levis as much as people are going to make it out to be. But it also probably doesn't help because I'm not sure that the next coach will come in there having liked Will Levis since the league showed us what they thought of Will Levis when they didn't draft him last year. I mean, don't you think Vrabel will get picked up really quickly, though, by someone? Or somebody might dump their coach now that might not have, if they can get Vrabel? I mean, I think he's pretty well respected. I know you guys are sick of him there, but everybody else thinks he's Yeah, I mean, so I'm a little traumatized by the whole, you know, if you fire this coach, he'll get a job tomorrow. Because that was kind of what they finger-wagged at us when I was a kid about Jeff Fisher. It was like, if you fire Jeff Fisher, he'll get a job tomorrow. And he did. He got the job with the Rams. (laughs) And then the die was cast as far as what Jeff Fisher was or wasn't as a coach. People forget there was a period of time where everybody around the country thought Jeff Fisher was a really, really good coach. And I think we all know now that that's just not the case. So I kind of feel similar to that. I think Vrabel's fine. I I certainly think you can do a lot worse than Vrabel. I also am not convinced that Vrabel is the second coming of Bill Belichick as much as he acts like Bill, even though he despises Bill. Uh, I, I think that, like, Patriot fans, and I, you know I listen to Boston Radio almost daily, yeah. and uh, I know what their problems with Bill are, and their problems with Bill are going to be the same problems they have with Brable, who I'm sure is going to be their coach. Do you think so, up, up there, New England? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I yeah. think Robert Kraft is trying to delicately figure out a way that 
you know, well, if we could trade Bill or if we could, you know, mutually agree to something or another. And I think Bill's looking at his $25 million check or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, you got to fire me. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> eventually push is going to come to shove. They're going to fire Belichick. And then I, I do think Vrabel's going to be the next coach there. Yeah. Um, talking with Jared Stilbert down there uh, in, in Nashville. So are you going to pay the $6 for Peacock to watch the uh, Dolphins-Chiefs games on Saturday? Yeah, so when I was on hold waiting for you guys, I heard you guys talking about this. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually have Peacock for free because Uh. my dad is an Instacart Plus member. (laughs) Oh, Instacart Plus. You get Instacart. You get Peacock with Instacart Plus. I didn't know there was a plus. So remember how we had that long discussion about what the hell is Walmart Plus? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We... Part of that was Paramount Plus was included in Walmart Plus. Oh, that's right. And it makes sense, right? Like Walmart yeah. Plus is a direct competitor with Instacart. You have to spend $35 on both in order to get free delivery. Mm-hmm. Instacart has like all the grocery stores and the Targets and the Staples and all those places that is kind of everything that Walmart is anyways. And so I think they're direct competitors. My guess is Instacart and Peacock said, well, if Paramount Plus and Walmart Plus are going to get together, then let's get together. And so when I saw that, I said, hallelujah, because I was like one of these people that was very staunch. I'm not paying extra money to watch a playoff game that I don't care about. Like, I mean, I care about all the playoff games, but I'm not going to get hooked in to paying this kind of money because you stole a playoff game from us. So I avoided the anger that I would have had having to, like, go to a sports bar to watch the game. But but I, I feel like one of the lucky ones there. Wow. How about that? What's that? We're just going to go out to dinner, Jared, and whatever happens in the game happens in the game. I'll I'll catch up with the winner of the Dolphins or Chiefs in the divisional round. But you're not an insane yeah, NFL I, fan. I, I, I mean, I, I'm psycho. I'm getting, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'll watch it, but I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not rearranging I'm canceling my Canceling it the next day, though. That's at least famous last words. Yeah, I was shocked. Let me say this. I was shocked when it came to the Peacock game that it wasn't the Browns and the Texans. No, no, no. That's how you get people to subscribe. You put one of the most sought-after games on there. I mean, that's how they build ESPN, too. Yeah, but the NFL care about that. Well, but they, their partners at NBC, do. they're doing them a solid by saying, hey, we'll make you guys some money on these, you know, ridiculous NFL contracts, and uh, we'll train people to, you know, find yet another uh, platform they have to buy. But for years, when ESPN had a playoff game, like ESPN had that one standalone yep. playoff game that kicked off the playoffs every year, they always put the least important game. And it was always the winner of the AFC South. Yeah. was always in that incredibly non-important Sean McDonough-John Gruden game. And it was always like Houston or Tennessee or, you know, the teams that people don't care about. Like they put the Dallas Cowboys on that cable game. And so now in the Peacock game, they're putting Patrick Mahomes versus Tyreek Hill. Like, I was yeah. shocked by that. Texans-Browns has that, hey, let's put the, the lowest-rated playoff Yeah, but, but, but who's going to sign up for Peacock outside of those two markets for, for those two teams? Again, I think that's exactly well, why you the markets do. don't have to worry about it because the local markets get the game. Oh, you're right. There. You're so, right. You're right. Right. So that's not even an issue there. I, I mean, there's just going to be people that want to watch the football game, which is, you know, kind of how I felt like they treated that cable game. What, I, I read a story, I think it was on Awful Announcing, uh, over the summer when Peacock got the rights to this game, that kind of the theory, and it could be a conspiracy theory, I promise I'm not like Aaron Rodgers wasting everybody's oh, time, boy. just going 45 minutes of conspiracy theories, yes. but the conspiracy theory is, I don't know if you noticed this, but right after the draft, Comcast, and I guess you guys don't have Comcast, mm-hmm. 
Comcast, which is the largest cable provider in the country, and the NFL Network, their agreement ran out in like May. And so they went off the air for about a week of NFL Network. Well, the problem is the NFL makes a boatload of money off those subscriber fees for NFL Network. Mm -hmm. And how many people are going to call their cable provider during June and say, I want the NFL Network right now? Right, right. Not that many. So what happened was the Comcast had kind of backed the NFL into a corner where the NFL was going to lose a ton of money on these subscriber fees over the summer when nobody is sitting there pining to watch the top ten list of best running back trades of all time, which is what they put on during the summer, or a replay of a 1994 playoff game. So I think the reason that they gave this game to Peacock was because NBC wants to grow its subscriber base. It's important to their business. They are owned by Comcast, and Comcast had them over the barrel with the uh, subscription to NFL Network. Sure. It could be all that. I, I just know that, when, again, when I was in college and Carolina Duke was like the game to, you know, everybody wanted to see and ESPN2 had just started, they put Carolina Duke on ESPN2 so you'd call your cable provider and add that to your package. And Are you went to a sports I mean, bar. Th- that's, yeah, I mean, so that's it's the same model, just doing it a different way. But uh, I'll be, be curious to see what... This one, they're not going to care about the ratings because they've already kicked those... I mean, they've already decided this isn't going to be rated as highly as the others because it's not on regular television. So... I don't know. We'll, we'll see. NFL, it's just amazing. We saw the story this morning. The average NFL game has 19 million viewers this year. The average. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. That just when you think the league can't possibly grow, it continues to grow. Well, I'm guessing that's the average national game, right? Like, I don't think, like, the Titans and the Jags are doing 19 million people. But I mean, the average window, like the, the average, average window, whatever, whatever, you know. Yeah. You know. So, at noon, 19 million people are watching. At 4, 19 million yep. people are watching. Yep. Uh, you know, all that combined. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that, that's not overly surprising to me. I know. Um, I know. But when you start comparing it to everything else, I mean, everything pales in comparison. Nothing. Everything. No, I mean, the national championship in football had 25.2 million people so it had, watching. Yeah. Their, their best that's game ahead. Let me tell you something about ratings and television ratings and things like that, because I'm super into this stuff, too. But I'm starting to kind of feel like it's the NFL salary cap where it's not really all that real. And what I mean by that is, like, on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys played the Commanders, and the Cowboys smoked the Commanders, and I'm sure we all watched that game, right? You watched that right. game, Drew? Of course. Of course. It's NFL. Mark, you watch that game? Oh, yeah. Everybody watched the game. Okay. Everybody watched the game. But it, like, set all these Thanksgiving records. They're, like, the best, the highest-rated game since Thanksgiving 1992 or mm-hmm. something ridiculous like that. And I'm like – this was a complete blowout, and I don't know anybody who watched this game this year that didn't watch the Cowboys-Giants game last year. Like, everybody that watched the game but this year more. the same people that watched the game last year. That's not. It's, it's more, though. I mean, it's, it's growing. You really believe that? You really yes. think more people are watching the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving when it was a complete and total blowout? Like, when you tell yes, me it's that the that Cowboys rematch on Monday Night Football was the highest-rated cable game this century, I get that. Because that game was a Super Bowl rematch. It got two quarterbacks. It went right down to the wire. It was an incredibly compelling game. That I get. You're going to tell me this Cowboys blowout had more people watching than all the Thanksgiving Day games over the years. I don't believe it. Why? I, Why I don't you believe that? The numbers that? are all Fugazi and it's So whatever. you think Nielsen's entire business model is built on a fraud? You don't? No. I think you'd be out of business. 
I mean, I think it's I mean, ridiculous the way they do radio ratings in non-metered markets. It's absurd, but it's archaic. But the TV ratings, I mean, you I mean, got- metered markets are kind of, you know. I mean, look, it's the scoreboard we signed up for, so I'm not going to complain about it, and I'm doing right. fine in it. But, like, I mean, I, the way that they calculate audiences, you know, at least for radio as well as I do, you know it's not. Well, in the diary markets, it's absurd, but the TV ratings are... It's still not the same. I mean, it's it's really... I mean, it's pretty bad. Look, I mean, gambling has added an extra dimension to this. The people who were might have been casual fans, now they've got $10 on a game, and they're going to watch it. Where they, I mean, I'm, I'm watching NBA games now because I put a you know $10 no-sweat parlay bet last night. So that may be part of it that I haven't thought about. The other part, too, is I do think this is the first year where they started counting the uh, like the streaming in that, yeah, and so you know I think maybe the the audience went down a little bit with cord cutting, but then it comes right back up once they start adding it in there. Yeah, I'm doing all. And I- then there's that whole debate over whether or not they should take their own numbers from Amazon or Amazon's numbers, and they decided they were going to take Amazon's numbers, and the entire industry went nuts. Like Nielsen said, okay, Amazon, you tell us how many people watch the game. <laughs> yeah, but. Right. Uh, Ten trillion watched the game this week. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. According to who? That'll Us. That'll be an extra nine billion on uh, on the advertising over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you were out in uh, San Diego. Hey, you, you guys yeah, were, we were hanging uh, out. chumming it up. Yeah, I got to see Jared. Yeah, no, I had a I had a great time in San Diego outside of the uh, the Miller Moss Bowl, which yeah. I was not happy with how we played defensively. I don't think they were happy with how we played defensively no. either. What's funny about these bowl games is I hear all these people complain about meaningless bowl game this and nobody cares that, and that may be true. And there's a lot of these games that are on TV that I personally do not care about. But being at that game, when it was going on, even though USC had all those backups in there, like, I wanted to win. Well, and, yeah. like, I'm mad that we didn't win. Like, I, I actually, I mean, as much as people talk about how the, you know, the, the bowl games don't matter or whatever, I mean, I wasn't like – clinically depressed after the fact but like i wanted to win i was mad we didn't win and i don't understand and that so, crowd it's like oh there's too many bowl games okay don't watch like like what else are you gonna watch at four in the afternoon you know in the holiday season like just don't watch but like, people that complain about it like okay go watch some terrible network show i don't know what to you. tell you yeah i mean i kind of feel the same way about the bowl games as i do like a major league baseball game so if yeah. you're a white Sox fan there's a chance you probably care about that like wednesday in june against the a's but i don't and so I don't care about, like, Rutgers in Miami playing in some bowl that's on while I'm on the air or I'm hanging out in San Diego or whatever. I do. I had Rutgers but, plus the points. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I, I don't care about that. But, I mean, I care about when my team plays, and that's how I felt about the bowl game. I had a great time, and um, I'm really, really excited for the future of Louisville football. we got a great coach, and I'm really excited there. And then, you know, hopefully we'll get basketball turned around eventually. You got to get back to that San Diego weather, man. I don't. I didn't like that fifty mile an hour wind you know, cold wind and the cold that, that's coming in. We got to get yeah. back out there. Yeah. Oh. oh, I got my outdoor furniture all over the place today, so we got that wind too. Oh boy! Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah I've avoided talking about basketball here. We're, we're, it's just we're just counting it down, right? Like we're just. Well, I mean, it's over. I, I saw like on Mark's uh, Twitter timeline, maybe it was two days ago, three days ago. Mm-hmm. Somebody had, had tweeted Mark and had said, uh, you don't think – you think that – do you think Kenny's going to get a third year or something like that? I'm like, dude. No. No. Are people really asking that question? No, there's just people that's like – 
their their worst fears. Then it's like you're fine. Like it's yeah, okay. I think that's what it is. It's their worst fear. It's a and, and there's a, there's a thought that if Carter Knox somehow commits to Louisville, which yeah. I can't imagine he does, that that would even be, if he does, I don't care. Right, like he could get Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan in their prime, and I, I don't know that it would care. matter. It's not no right. We're done so, here. I've I don't think enough. Kenny's problem is getting better players. But, but where do you think the drop dead day is though? Where like Josh has to just ride it out with him. Like if he hasn't fired him by dot dot dot. Like when are you just stuck with him? You know, is it start of February? Is it prior to that? What do you think? You know, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I I'll tell you, I really have no idea, and it would be unfair for me to sit there and tell you like, oh yeah, uh, Valentine's Day or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just. But there is a point where you just got to go. If you're with it this song, you may as well just ride it out. Ride it out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also like a. What difference does it make? Mm-hmm. You know, fans want to to scratch that itch of you know they want them fired like they want you know <laughs> yeah. pound of flesh yeah and I and I get that but at the same time like if they turn around and fire Kenny Payne as all of a sudden the Yum Center going to be sold out every game in the ACC down the stretch no and you and I both know the answer is no everybody's just again waiting for yeah. this team to to get going in the right direction and that'll happen and. um I think one thing that I, I at least want to make abundantly clear when it comes to Kenny Payne's tenure is I truly believe that this athletic department, and I'm not just talking about its AD, but I'm talking about the entire department, that they have done absolutely everything in their power for Kenny to be successful. They really have. I, agree. I mean, there has been almost no expenses spared. There has been no, it's, hey, Kenny, if you want it, you think it'll help this program, we'll do it. And I just feel that, you know, they've given Kenny every opportunity to be successful, and Kenny has failed. Yeah. And that, you know, it, it is what it is, and it's not going to change anything for this season, but that we can all have hope that they will continue that commitment into next season when we probably have a different, and I say probably, I'm incredibly certain, that we'll have a different direction. Sure. Uh, next season, and I I am excited about that. Even though I'm sure everybody feels like, man, starting over again stinks. I I am excited about that proposition. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't know. We'll be uh, be on the lookout for you around here at some point. So um, and uh, enjoy getting that furniture back together. No, it'll be it'll be something, guys. Enjoy the playoff game on Peacock this week. I will. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. You'll be out. Whatever you're doing, much have a dinner. You man. only cared so much about the the, the last week of the season because you were in your fantasy bowl. All right, we know no, you're right. We know you turned the the the, the NFL off for the dog show. We know I, all that. I cash that check. Yeah, ESPN Louisville fantasy it. football. There's champion. no check. It's a Venmo transaction. And uh, Betson sent that over before noon on uh, Monday. I didn't realize I got fifty bucks back for something. Did you come in third place. I I did. Was there a third place game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, because I looked. At, I don't know. I had fifty bucks for Mike Betson, and I'm like. I don't think you. Said I know. I know he's not just being nice. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't. I I was unaware there was a three four play. Was I in a three? Yeah, you were in three four. Oh, yeah. You must have. You must have not paid attention to it at all because you thought I, you were I, already eliminated. I, I thought it was over. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I guess I did. It's 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 congratulating. Let me see matchup. Let me see huh. if I. Oh, yeah, my yeah. season's complete, so it's hard for me to go back and find it now. Oh, scoreboard. Here we go. This is the type of league. Yeah, you did. Fifty dollars. Yeah, you you third beat place. Ennis uh, by like seventy. I was unaware I was playing. The yeah, game. he came in did third I, place. Did I start any guys that were inactive? You probably did. Let's Josh see. Jacobs sure did. 
No, so you no, had George Kittle. Kittle did not play. Okay. And Hawkinson no, I I was, was on IR, but it didn't matter. You won too. Uh, looks like he actually tried. No, Mostert <laughs> did not play. Um, and then he and then AJ Brown left the game early. So Jonathan looks like Taylor on the bench. Looks like Ennis actually tried and lost. That sucks. But week 18's a default. I mean, it should not be part of no. I mean, there's I, all I, sorts of stuff all over the place. So. It's like ridiculous. Woohoo. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Third place. I got four. 50. 18 weeks of grinding it out for 50 to get your money back. This is why I'm not. No, no. I don't know. That 450 was nice. minimum. 250 minimum venture. It's not worth it. 450 was good. Well, good for you. But I'm not, I'm not wasting all year on that. No. That, that 450 ought to be a, a thousand. I, I would agree. Yeah, it ought to be a thousand I would for agree. the work you put in. I, I will put in more money in the, in the future yeah. to up the pot for sure. You still won't pay that extra seven bucks, though, for that cloud storage. Delete no, pictures over there. I mean, there's. There's all sorts yeah. of stuff that I can delete, so it just goes. It gives me, makes me go through the process of deleting things that I don't need, okay. and I also save the money. And I could do that while, like passively, like sitting on a recliner waiting for a game save to start. The money, the seven dollars, doing a bourbon tasting on a Wednesday. It's seven dollars a month, though. Yeah, that's 84. I know. That's eighty four. Yeah, a year. I know. Plus you, tax. You just want enough for your next five years. All right, we'll continue along here. Two, that's a terrible way to spend it. <laughs> Two six seven nine six eighty uh, is, is the number to get in. Text by UPS Jobs text line four three seven nine six eight. When it's time to buy a car, get over to the Huffman Auto Group. I mean, that'll be another five months or so for me. I'll be looking for one for Max over there. Um, I um, you know I bought two straight Acuras from Neil Huffman's Acura at Oxmore. Obviously, I was totally pleased with the first one because I bought a second one, and I'm be looking at a third one from over there as well uh, from the Huffman Auto Group over there at Neil Huffman's Acura at Oxmore. I just think that the the dollar stretches further in the Acura line than it does anywhere else in the luxury line. So uh, check him out over there. Go see Mike Stack. Go talk to Arthur Galitzky, general manager, and uh, you're going to see what I'm talking about. You're dealing with great people. You got all, you know, the seven-day like it or exchange it promise, you know, no, just, just direct pricing. Not like, oh, let me talk to the manager. No, they'll give you, shoot you straight. It's the Huffman Auto Group. Neil Huffman's Acura at Oxmoor. Look him up online, AcuraDoxmoor.com. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Pale moonlight, talking about cars and dreaming about women. Never had a plan, just living for the minute. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Hey, well, the game for you tonight, 7 o'clock against Miami. Pre-game getting underway at 5.30. Women play tomorrow night uh, as well. At Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh. What time we got for that? 7, I think. No, they'll be at 6 o'clock. So 5.30 pre-game. Big game, though. Big game. We'll get to our uh, Dating with Katie segment. She's got some interesting uh, topics on her podcast this week. I heard a quip there. She talks about seeking arrangement or seeking. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's interesting. Let's, something about a saddle. Well, that was one of her analogies. Yeah. But, but yeah. Let's go to Carlos up next. Carlos, welcome in. Good morning. Uh, pleasant good morning to you guys. Thank you so much for taking my phone call. I'm 
sitting back listening to you and enjoying your show. Um, I have an issue dealing with a lot of things that I'm seeing, not only when the media, uh, broadcast radio, also social media as well, in regards to the coaching of Coach Payne. Now, granted, we're not winning. And keep in mind, I've been a Universal Louisville fan since 1978, sir. My issue is, regardless of who you bring in here, it's going to take time and order for this program to get back on track in a manner from which the expectation of these fans are what I call microwave fans that want to win right now. It's not going to happen. He had to come in here and try to get a program together that has been in turmoil for over five years. That's not true. And- That's not- i got to stop you right there. I'll let you go. It's not true. Chris Mack's team was not in turmoil in, 20, in 2020. But who did Chris Mack call okay, his That team was going to be a two, two or three seed. That team was going to be. Chris Mack came in here, sir, he came in here with the majority of recruits of the previous coach that was here. Well, whatever the case, that they were good in 2020. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm just not accepting the premise that it's been bad since 2020 because it hasn't. All I'm saying to you is, I don't care who you bring in here. I'm quite sure before they hired Coach Payne, there were other candidates that was on the table that they could have brought in here. But let's keep it real. It takes money to make money. And they're going to have to spend money in order for to get the type of results that they're looking for. If you go about it in a cheap, haphazard way, you're not going to get what you pay for. Well, the, the why news, would, why would you think they're going to do that? Yeah, I'm, Louisville's I'm, third best funded program in the country. When, why, why would you think they'd go cheap? They've been going cheap. They had an opportunity to bring in all kinds of coaches for this position, but the money is in which you If you were a coach right now and you were seeing the situation that the University of Louisville, regardless of what the history of it is, and knowing that there's a chance for you getting fired without having a proper opportunity to bring in the team that you want to come in here to make this program successful again, you know good well as a coach, this is common sense, you are going to want to get paid for what you're going to bring to that table. Well, I, 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 I think this is a Ferrari you're getting ready to drive. You know, I think a lot of coaches can win here. I don't think anybody can do much worse than Payne's done. So I don't think that's representative of what this job is capable of. This is the lowest point it's been that but I can remember. capable of, of being a situation is not reality. What do you reality mean? is what it is now, and it's not going to be one or two or three seasons. Why, why not? In the era of the transfer wrong. portal, that's not wrong. accurate. You're just wrong. And you've seen so many examples of it. Wrong. Chris it's Beard wrong. is 13-1, and one, and it's at wrong. Ole Miss, they were 12-21 and 21 last year. Jerome it's Tang, so did you watch easy. Kansas State Jerome last year? Jerome Tang, everywhere. Tommy Lloyd, everywhere. All over the place. You see it everywhere. You had a number one recruit called five-star recruit decided to go overseas and play basketball. Why? Okay. I don't The Flowers family, that's the way they wanted to do it. And the first thing that Coach Frank came in and said when he came in here was he wants players to come in here for the name that's on the back of that yeah, jersey. He's living in the past. Well, you... That's the world we live in. The guy who's figured that out is coaching the football team. The world we live in, but the world that we live in, you got to understand, that was going on before NIL was legal. 
okay? And I know some people that can attest to that. Well, yeah, we know everybody's cheating. That's not breaking news, but now it's legal. So if you don't accept NIL and transfer portal, you die. I understand that. I have no problem with that. But you're only going to get what's being able for you to get. If they don't want to come in, you can't put a gun in somebody's head and tell them to come in. It's your job to get get players. It's your job to get all the tools in the toolbox you have here. It's your job to get the best players that you can get. Why? Available at that time. Well, hey, this yeah. isn't this isn't group of five stuff. It's the third best funded program in college basketball. Period. And, and but then obviously it's going to take more money for them to get to where they want. No, to you be. just got to get a better coach. Okay. Well, let's see the next coach come in. I want to see, and I want to see the same response if he doesn't win. He doesn't win. This is this epically bad. Do you have any standard you're holding this to? Do you have any expectation that that you're holding him to? My expectation is for him to put put together a program, a respectable program, that's played by the rules, doing things in a proper manner where they're supposed to be done, and not get caught up in the scandal and the mess that this program has been going through for a number of times. So you don't care about winning? You don't care about what's on the court? I care about winning, but in caring about winning, there's a right and a wrong way to do everything that you do. I don't care what it is. What's the What's the wrong way? Winning is not the most important thing if you're doing it in the wrong way. Do it the right way. What's the wrong way? What's the wrong way? The wrong way is getting caught up in scandals that this universe has been in. That's the wrong way. How can they get caught in scandal with a new coach? Well, there's no rules anymore. I mean, the scandals of paying for players don't even exist. Because when a new coach comes in, he knows that the guidelines that are going to be set for him and what he has to operate up under. Yeah, well, you got all that. I've let you go on long enough. There's all the tools in the toolbox to win here. He's, he did not embrace an I.O. He did not embrace a transfer portal. He's figured it out too late. And we can call Katie right now. Uh, but he just, you know. We've. This is Mark. This is. I wanted to finish the year now. I do. And, unless you know, leave the coach. Team. That's like but, a mind numbing. I know. I was trying to keep you down from just exploding because I know you could go up. It's but, like, but, but I don't want you. It's going to take two, three years. No, 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 no. no, no if that, it takes two, three years, you hired the wrong person. Right. I mean, look Period. at Jerome Tang. Second year, right? Kansas State. Was yeah. it Second year last year. It was his first year? Was this it not first year? First year head coach. Last first year. year. Yeah, last year was his first year. And what, in the and, what were, and what were they the previous year record was? Not good. Awful. Like awful. actually awful. Yeah, let me just let me just before we get to and Katie, he Keontae Johnson and he got but he got Keontae Johnson. Uh, year before okay, so year before okay, the year they beat Kentucky is what I'm looking at looking at. Yeah, that's right. This was last year. Yeah, you're right. They were fourteen and seventeen. They, they yeah, yeah, lost they first round Big Twelve tournament. And then then last year they were regional final in twenty six and ten. Had like the the best point guard, Keontae Goodwin. They 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 were a lot of fun. They were fun to watch. Yeah. Well, it's also fun to talk to Katie. Day, or day, we got we got to bring Blankenbaker down. God, uh, the last Katie caller got Blankenbaker's blood pressure boiled up. So we need something he knows a lot about, which is women. <laughs> <laughs> so good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was the deal? Okay, why was this weekend the most um, the, the number one day of the year to be on the dating apps? Hey, good morning. So they say that the first Sunday of every year is the busiest Sunday on the dating apps. Look, I don't know if it's a marketing ploy, which probably is. Yeah. Um, and they say between 7 and 10 o'clock. And I have to tell you, I was on during that time. And did I notice a change? Absolutely not. Hmm. Um, I would think that, of course, 
typically in women, they're doing the whole new, you know, new year, new me. I'm going to find a man. I'm going to manifest it, which is very common. Um, and so hence they'd be jumping on the apps, but I really didn't notice a difference. I even took a poll with my Instagram followers. People, it was very few said, oh, it's hot right now. Everybody else either said, half of them said it's the same. And the other half said, forget it, I'm done. So, yeah, it's, you know, the NFL's playing funny. all day too. I mean, guys are watching the NFL. <laughs> I mean, probably more than they're on Bumble. <laughs> right. So the ladies are jumping on in hopes of, but it's really not the best strategy, girls. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, I don't know what it would be for guys. I can see women. I can I can understand and appreciate the concept of it, but it's the last week of the NFL regular season. Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> come on now. Priorities here. Priorities. Even Mark Blankenberg. I mean, you- yeah. You do have to think about, like, when are men typically on the apps? I mean, these guys work full days. They're not on the apps throughout the day unless they're really desperate. But men men are more structured in that sense. So they're on it in the evenings. They're on it closer to the weekends or during the weekends when they're not as busy. Or they're, like, last minute thinking, oh, I should probably try to get a date this weekend and meet a girl. You know, so, ladies, you just have to be really mindful about when you're swiping. And let's talk about different apps. I mean, you've got Bumble. You've got 24 hours. If you don't swipe and he doesn't swipe and you don't chat and he doesn't chat, you lost each other. Or you got to pay to find him back. So you got to be on top of certain certain apps, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Now, now, Mark had an interesting question. He's got... He's got he had a bunch of teenage girls yeah, over at his so house last week, and he's got you know his two two stepdaughters. They're getting and, ready for the dance, and so they had thirteen. But there was a guy there, girls. and I yeah. felt like you were immediately evil eyeing him and judging him. I was when it sounded like he was doing the right. thing. He was doing all the right things. He brought flowers. He was dressed really nicely, but he was there for one of my daughter's friends, uh, their boyfriend girlfriend, and I just I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna react to this. When they come for Ren. I don't know how you when know. They come for Ren. I don't. I don't know how I'm gonna take this. So, like, how how do I how do I handle that? Like any good dad should intimidate the heck out of the kid. There I we mean, go. I'm old school, so I feel like these kids need to put be put through a little bit of a ringer. I didn't let my kids date in high school. I didn't think there was a need. I mean, I see 50 year olds who can't even handle it. So why would a 15 year old be able to handle it? Um, you know, and I know what boys think, so dirty boys, dirty minds, no, not happening in my world. Um, I like groups. I like group things for kids. But here, here, I did have one instance where somehow my daughter ended up in a movie with just a boy, and I found out about it. And I, sure enough, told my daughter, give me his phone number. And I went into the garage, and I sat in my car to make sure nobody could hear me, and I had a little chit-chat with this kid. So, you know, just reminding him that that's inappropriate, you need to ask permission, you, you know. I, I don't know. I'm old school, and uh, I like to think that, Boys should have a little bit of intimidation from older men on how to treat women. But if they're acting right, do you not give them a little, like, street cred if they're doing... Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So if they're doing everything right, and and I mean, right now my my son brought his first girlfriend home for Christmas. You know, he's 22, and he's just starting to get into that dating game. He's been real focused. And she's adorable. She's doing everything right. She actually found some yoga studios for me. We're talking about Joe Dispenza together. Like, Mm. she's on it. She's doing everything right. I just, you know, and just reinforce that. Say, hey, you know, and you never know if these these young boys have a great dad or man in their life. So if you can be that and encourage them and remind them to take care of these little hearts, you know, these little hearts are not theirs to play with. It's an old mess. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a little encouragement with a little sternness never hurt any kid. Like this kid, he was fine. And he was there for a, a, a different little girl. But like. I just you're just eyeballing and going. Wait, I was what, like, what if this dude were here for I was mine? Like, yeah, let me right, take that right. tie. Let me you do know. something here. I, I think the great <laughs> thing is is to ask, and uh, you know, I do this with adults as well. What's your intention? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and you can see people just stumble and big eyed and, oh my gosh, what's my intention? That's a great question to ask. I know women are always like, well, what's his intention? And I think as a parent or, you know, as man to man, I'm seeing my husband do that with his sons. You know, they're starting to date. Well, what's your intention? Where's mm-hmm. it going? <laughs> and people need a little direction in dating these days. So. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, you've got another podcast uh, up uh, here, and uh, you're talking to demystifying the apps. Or sorry, I missed. Uh, I lost my spot here. Yeah, demystifying the dating apps. Um, it, so what's 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 the summation of this? Well, this is an old one, actually. I okay. kind of circled back in because oh, we're okay. talking about apps today. Podcast eleven through twenty five talks about straight. Every single one is all about online dating, doing the photos, how to have banter, how to get off the app. Do we do drinks or dinner? Like kind of if you are new to dating or if you're new to the apps, you want to listen to all of these or 15 minutes each. They're really short and concise. So, I, you know, I've got great stuff in the archives, what, a year ago? Um, so I definitely recommend that. My new podcast, which is dropping today, is actually going to be about um, five things that men need from women. And it's, it's, I, I say this, it's about 75 podcasts late. I should have done this way yeah. early on. My first 10 podcasts are all about kind of the basics of dating and relationships. And I don't know how I missed this, but recently someone said, well, what does a man need from a woman? And I'm like, geez, this is, this is super important stuff. So I got on top of that, and I talk about the five things that men are looking for in women. I heard something about a saddle. Okay, so you hang know, on. So yeah, I, well, I don't know out. if we've we got about four minutes here. So let's, let's just let's, let's discuss the elephant in the room for some people. There are certain sites, uh, Seeking or Seeking Arrangement and um, Millionaire Match. Millionaire Match. Yeah. Both are interesting. So, okay, so I talk about in that that other podcast, uh, the earlier one about online dating, I talk about three of the really most used apps, Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. I tell you the pros and cons, and I give dating suggestions throughout that. But then I also talk about seeking arrangements, which is kind of taboo. It's a little different out there. I highly recommend listening to the app because you'll get all the full details on it. Look, at the end of the day, people just if people who are direct and just know what they're looking for, what their intention is in dating, and look, it's not always above bar. I can't. I can't, I can't judge anyone, uh, but that app would be definitely somewhere. And I know people who've met on the app, and, and you know they're quality people. And I do believe there's quality people everywhere. Sometimes you just have to really sift through to find them. <laughs> yeah, you might have to, to sift. What kind of arrangements are we talking about? Monetary, the world's oldest profession. Uh, you know, they took, I think they dropped the word arrangements. It used to be seeking arrangements. And yes, there are arrangements on there. But I think what it is now is if you're a higher class woman, let's say you've, your ex-husband made a lot of money and you're used to the Ritz-Carlton. Well, if you're looking on Bumble, you're probably going to find a teacher and he does not go to the Ritz-Carlton. It's a lifestyle assessment. And you have to understand if you like red bottoms or if you like hiking, hiking might be more the Bumble guys. Red bottom might be a guy who is on uh, seeking so, and really, you're gonna if you if you want just hot girls, and I'm gonna say this, it's sad, but you know, hot girls have expectations these days. So it is a little bit more of an exchange. I, I can't say that it's a true heart connection, <laughs> um, but sadly, you know, I always say shallow begets shallow. So there you go. I mean, there are definitely people out there who just want fun, and there's women who want fun and men who want fun. So. Yeah. I, you know, I just want to, I just give the, I just tell you what's going on out there. That's it. Yeah. I just give the news. Yeah. Yeah. She's, a, she's like a reporter now at this point. Reporting back to Mark Blake Baker's <laughs> mind is blown. And I know half our audience is going, what is this? What uh, is she yeah, talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can do your own research on that. Real. It's called seeking. Uh-huh. That's what she said. Yeah. Okay. We're, I was listening. Right, yeah. Right. Um, well, let's, t- let's talk about, um, you know, the, the, the services you offer, everything else. Um, the, um, the, the, the podcast, all of it. It's interesting. You're, so you're on all of them. You're on Spotify. You're on Apple Podcasts. I'm on all the all the podcasts all the podcasts podcast platforms. 
check me out. Just Google me. I'm on my website, Dating with Katie, and that's K-A-T-Y dot com. Uh, I do high-end matchmaking, meaning like if you are done with your neighborhood and you're open to finding that great woman out in somewhere else, we will find her for you. Uh, you stay busy with what you're good at, and we'll do what we're good at. And then I also do coaching, and I have great courses online at a great price point. So check that out, Dating with Katie. There you go. All right, Katie, well, uh, enjoy it. And uh, Mark Blankenbaker, he's, he's typing feverishly over here. I, no. think he's, I think we opened his mind to a whole new world, no. though. Right. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, God, no. God, uh, I can't right. even imagine the stress. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Katie. Well, we, Bye, we ended the show with a caller that uh, makes, uh, you know. Yeah, they both made me uncomfortable in different ways. Yeah, they ways. did. Yeah, in sure different did. ways. Yeah, your face turned red during both. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos is like, there's no standard. It's going to take forever. They got no. They're not supporting them. It's like it's the third highest funded program in the country. There's support here. If you don't think there's tools here, then where do you think there are tools exactly? Uh, they have them, and it's not. They have it, Florida. It's Atlanta. not even six years ago. Forget saying it's not even twenty years. That's six years ago. You know, NIL's been around what three, four years? Still Patino's fault. Yeah, that one's Come on, on deaf here. That's like six on. coaches ago, isn't he? Yeah. Coaches ago. You, got you know, Paget, Mac, Pagese. Our family just has a recovery. Maybe something out. <laughs>